What's up, church? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Can I have everybody stand up? We want to welcome all our campuses, Chula Vista, City Heights, San Marcos, El Cajon. All the people watching online, let's give them a big hand. Happy New Year out, y'all. How many of y'all um, do any kind of public speaking? Any kind of public speaking? Okay. It, it, how many of y'all are scared to death of public speaking? Okay, very good. Uh, one of the, I teach public speaking. I have taught it a little bit. And one of the things that they teach you is you always want to know the very first thing you're going to say. And then you want to know the last thing you're going to say. If you ever hear someone public speaking, they go on and on and on. They don't know how to land the plane. Okay, they don't know how to stop. So the very first thing I wanted to say is Jesus loves you. And, and, and I read, I heard this, this, this um, definition of entitlement the other day that I wrote down. It just struck me. Entitlement is expectation without effort. I'm going to say it one more time. Entitlement is expectation without effort. We have a lot of people in our culture, all ages, all the gens, whatever, <laughs> boomers, bammers, bingers, whatever you want to call yourself, <laughs> that have an expectation of something but don't want to go get it. And don't want to go get it to the past the point of it hurts. If you want something, especially something that God has already declared you have, the devil is holding it from you. You have to go get it. Even Jesus talks about if you go into a strong man's house, you have to bind the strong man, then get it. The strong man's the devil. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Entitlement is expectation without effort. As a believer, we, we, we have this entitlement concept. Now I'm coming out, I'm coming out first thing, first of the year, just coming, for, my, my gun's loaded. Because today we are going to start a fast. Well, tonight at 6 o'clock, however you want to start tomorrow. And when we fast and pray, we are going after what we are having given by God. But the, we can't get it by, except by prayer and fasting. Mark chapter 9, Jesus he, uh, cast out demons and the disciple says, how come we couldn't do that? He says, this kind can come out only, only by fast and prayer. There was a... There was a um, uh, 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 a comedian named Richard Pryor, he's long past, uh, he, he was his, <laughs> he was his, Richard Pryor, and he, <laughs> I'll just say Richard Pryor, I'll just Richard Pryor, I, I won't say any more than that, he was, he was out there, a secular guy, cursed a lot, blah, 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 but he's old school, but uh, he had this skit, I remember, because I've said it so many times, where he was talking about how some certain kind of people show up late and expect to get in, it's like, I'm dressed, <laughs> It's like, I'm, I'm here, so I should get in. And that's kind of how sometimes we feel with God. Like, I'm here. I'm here. Well, where's my stuff? And, and the devil says, oh, no, I'm not giving it to you. You got to come get it. And so how we come get it is through prayer and fasting. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And for the next three weeks, we're going to fast 21 days. Uh, and, and we'll talk about this in today. But I, I want to encourage you. You're here. It's the first Sunday, well, you know, last, this is the first Sunday of the year, technically the second Sunday of the year, first Sunday of the series. Let's go. Don't do this year like last year. And, and I'm going to say, I don't know how, you, you know, someone throws a softball and says, hit that, it's real easy. You see what's happening in the NFL? That, that the whole country's praying for DeMar Hamlin, that stadiums are praying, and, and I'm like, and, and coaches are saying glory to God. I'm like, God, God is doing something. God is doing something. So let's be part, let's say, okay, Lord, I, I want what you have for me. I want, I want what God has for you. 
God has something for you, but we have to go get it. We can't just sit around passively and get it. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for everybody here at church at all our campuses. Thank you for the people watching online. Thank you for a new year. We pray in Jesus' name you challenge us, encourage us. Um, let's go get it. But we're going to get it by being on our knees and fasting and praying in Jesus' name. Amen. Give someone a high five next to you. Give someone a high five next to you. Okay, turn to Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah 58. And before I start, I, I'll, I'll make a sh another short announcement. Um, I, I always pray, Lord, what do you want for my life? What is my future? Give me direction. Um, I always want to get a clear word from God. And I am an evangelist. I, 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 30-something years ago, I was at a pro football conference, and I walked into, they, they, it was a 60 NFL players or so, and they had workshops, and one workshop was on evangelism, and I was the only guy to show up at the workshop. So it was the guy teaching the workshop and me. And I'm sure he was discouraged. I was excited because I got his full attention, and I was like, I'm going to learn what evangelism is about. And I walked out of that, down the hall thinking, I'm, no, I'm an evangelist. And anyway, I've been pastoring for a long time, and over the last three months, I've been saying, Lord, I want to sharpen that tool. I want to go back and not leave the church, go back, but go back and focus more and more energy on that. And um, about a month ago, I, literally 31 days ago, I, I reconnected with a guy who trains churches how to raise up evangelists. And I said, God said, there's your guy. His name is Rice Brooks. He wrote the book, God's Not Dead. Have y'all heard of God's Not Dead? And the movie, God's Not Dead. And he has a whole training. Um, so two, uh, two weeks, January 21st, we are going to have a training. Uh, not only that you would be an evangelist or if you feel prompted to be an evangelist, but we want to train all y'all to share your faith in a way that's very comfortable but very clear. And so we are going to have a training. It is free. Uh, he's coming at his own dime. He's not charging us anything. He's like, this is just between me and you. I met him a long time ago. We reestablished. So uh, the information is on the screen. We have 400 places. We're going to have it at the City Heights campus uh, January 21st, 9 to 1. And if you want to come to learn how to share your faith or you feel like, you know what, I, th I think that's me. I think uh, is, this is not only for people who are called to be evangelists. It's anyone who wants to share their faith, but especially those people who feel like uh, they want to be they're called to evangelists because we want to equip you to train the church, this church, to share your faith. How many of y'all would love to share your faith better? How many of y'all would love to share your faith better? Okay, it's for all of y'all. So, but we're only going to take 400 people. And uh, that's it. We're going to do this first one relatively small. Hopefully we get that many from any campus, obviously, any age, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. If you feel I want to share my faith better, this is something for you to come to and, and uh, register. And once you register, we'll start sending you information and equipping you. I, I have not been excited about anything like this in a long time. This is going to transform our church and this city. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, 
1992, we put on our first, uh, what we call the Miles Ahead Crusade at the time. It was a youth crusade. It was the very first one we did um, at the sports arena here in San Diego. And we were recruiting churches, youth groups, and we had never raised money. We had never organized an event that big in, as, as in the sports arena. And we were doing all these things to prepare. And we looked at each other and said, what aren't we doing? Because we want to do everything that we can to make sure this is successful in God's eyes. And then someone said, are you fasting? And I was like, well, tell me more. And, well, are you fasting? And then they talked about all the verses in the Bible. Moses fasted 40 days. Elijah fasted 40 days. Jesus fasted 40 days. And Daniel fasted. All these people in the Bible fasted for supernatural power. In other words, they, they separated themselves from foods, certain foods, not necessarily all foods, but they separated themselves from foods, uh, social media, uh, certain people, distractions, TV, whatever it was. Of course, they didn't have that at the time, but they separated themselves so they could be devoted and clearly separated onto God. So we fasted 40 days at that time. We fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And, and for the first several crusades we did, we fasted 40 days and 40 nights. We as a church, and again, as, as long as you receive the challenge, we're going to fast. We're going to fast 21 days starting tonight. 21 days and we'll end three Sundays from now. And fasting means complete or partial abstinence from food and or drink to focus on Jesus. Now, you may think, what does not eating have to do with being spiritual? You have to stop eating to find out. <laughs> I could talk to you about it. I could explain it to you. It's like, it's like I'm going to tell you, when you have a baby, your life's going to change. Well, what does that got to mean? I, I, I'll just wait. You just have to do it. And so when you stop eating, and now I'm going to challenge you, you, please go to our website. If you could put the website information up on there. Go to our website. There's all kinds of stuff about diets. Consult your physician, please. Some of you may not, shouldn't fast certain things. But I'm going to tell you there's a bunch of stuff we are all consuming that one is no good for you, but two will do you good to separate yourself from. And I'm not only talking about food and drink, sugar, breads, processed food. All that stuff's no good for you anyway. For real. However, social media, how many of y'all spend too much time on social media? Can I get an amen? It's a distraction. Television, it's a distraction. Some of the music you listen to is just garbage. It's a distraction. It's not building up your faith. And I'm talking about you separating for stuff that's distracting you from God and saying, God, here I am. I'm, just, I'm separating myself from everything that distracts me. There are some people in your life you need to get rid of. Can I get an amen? You just need to have, I can't hear that stuff right now. And so for the next 21 days, I want you to be thinking about what am I going to separate myself from because I want God. Because when I get more God, I get what God wants for me. And I get to become more like God. It ain't going to happen by just coming and listening to me and, and thinking about it. It, has, it takes effort and sacrifice. Because the strong man, the Satan, he, he ain't going to let go easy. He's not going to let go easy. But if you surrender yourself to the strong man, <laughs> Jesus, he will open that door for you. And so I want to talk about a good fast. And the reason I say good fast is because there are bad fasts. And in, in um, Isaiah, Isaiah was a prophet to Israel. And he was talking to them about their corruption. And he was preparing them for the Messiah. And, he was, and in this particular chapter, he's talking about how they were fasting, but nothing was happening. In other words, they, they, were, they were fast and they would not eat and they would do all this ritual stuff and look how good I am. But then nothing would happen. And God says, because you're not, your heart's not right and you're fast. 
That's not the fast I prescribe. This is what God's saying. You're fasting and yet you're still doing the same thing you were doing when you weren't fasting. And so I want to challenge you, this is God in Isaiah, how to fast my way. And in, in this fast, in this message, we're going to look at some behavioral things that you're going to change or should change that should happen as a result of your fast and some spiritual changes, some behavioral changes and spiritual changes. Here's the reason. You don't want to just not eat or deprive yourself of stuff you like and just suffer and just, that's it. You want to do it for a result. The reason we read the Bible is for a change. The reason we pray is for a change. The reason you go to church is for, it should be, so you have changed because you're becoming more like Jesus. So in this passage, he's going to talk about, here's some of the things you should look for. And by the way, some of these things you're going to be like, ah, can I really do that? Yes. Because we are deceived to think we're in bondage to things we're not in bondage to. We think, there are things that, we think there are things that we have to do to be happy. We have to have to be satisfied. We have to have to be successful. And it's a lie. It's a lie. And you could be set free so easy. And I'm going to tell you, if you commit today, and by the way, the devil don't like this conversation. I'm under like incredible spiritual attack from all different places of my life. And, and, and at least my wife and I, we talk about it, we go, at least we know why. We're going into evangelism, we're going to lean into evangelism. We're going to start training people to share their faith like nobody's business. And so are we going to get attacked? Oh, 100%. We're going to fast. Are we going to get attacked? 100%. But listen, if the devil's not attacking you, that means he's walking with you. Oh, no, no. Oh, you don't want him walking with you. He's like, go ahead, go, go, go to the church. Don't bring your Bible. Don't say nothing. Just come on back and then let's go get high. Let's go, get some, let's, let's, let's go get some honeys in the house, tell them do your thing, and then go back, go back. So if that's your relationship with the devil, he got you right where he wants you. Matter of fact, he wants you talking about God. Because he wants you talking about God and have other people seeing you buck wild and saying, oh, that's what being God is like. He wants that. He don't want you walking around with power and authority and declaring the, God, the word of God. And so, so, so we're, we're talking about some change. So let's, let's, I'm going to read the whole passage and then we'll come back and break it down a little bit. Isaiah 58, 6. Look what it says. He says, is this not the fast that I, God, has chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? And I will uh, break down all this stuff when we get down. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every, and break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. These are behavioral things. And then it says then. Everyone say then. Say then. Let me tell you something. When you start living different stuff, start happening in your heart. Now, a lot of times we think, okay, God, change my heart and I'll do it. He's like, no, your heart's good enough. You can go be nice. You don't need the sky to open to be nice. You don't need a sky to open to serve. You don't need a sky to open to start tithing. There's something you can just do. You've got plenty of God in you to do that. And when you fast, I'm telling you, you're going to, if, if you, if, the more you fast from, the more intimate your relationship with God will be because we have more distractions than we think. He says, then. I would say, then. Then. Your light will shine and break forth like the morning. How many of y'all want God's light in your life to shine and break forth? Here's what I mean by that. You walk at work and people go, are you, 
Are you in love? <laughs> what, what, what? Is something, what's going on with you? Because there's just something coming out of you. There's something coming out of you. The Bible says God made you to be the light of the world. Real quick, I'll I, I, I go on a quick tangent. When Adam, and Eve were, when Adam and Eve were created, they did not know they were naked. And when they sinned, they knew they were naked. How? Here's my own personal theory. It's just my own personal theory. There's a science called uh, uh, um, biophotonics where light comes out of living things. It's a, a real thing. Light comes out of living things. When you see a baby that has all the life in the world, they glow. When you see a woman in love, she glows. But when you see a, someone getting old and crusty like myself, you get dusty. <laughs> That's why you got to get mascara to make that glow come back, okay? If you ever, you know, mascara, you know, you know when, you, when you look at the uh, mascara commercials, they go, oh, it's going to bring the glow back. Well, that, the, the glow back. <laughs> the glow back. The go glow back. I believe that Adam and Eve's light was so bright they couldn't see their nakedness. And then when they sinned, they went, whoa, God's going to bring your light back. I'm not saying you're going to be that bright so you can walk around with no clothes. I'm not saying that at all. So don't be reading into it. Okay. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. God's power in your life. Your righteousness now shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call on the, on the, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Oh, come on now. God, answer your prayer. So let's break this down. Three things, three things are going to happen. Number one, number one, you will have freedom from what enslaves you. You will be free from sin. Not free from sin. You will freedom from sinning. Um, you may go, well, I thought we only got free from sin when we go to heaven, completely, absolutely. Raise your hand if since you gave your life to the Lord, or even if you're not a Christian yet, there used to be some stuff that you used to do that you don't do now. Anybody? Okay, okay. So just pick one sin. Stop cursing. I'm not gonna curse for 21 days. You'll find yourself going, hey! Damn it! You can do that. Stop gossiping. A lot of this has to do with your tongue, by the way, because the tongue is an evil that, that, that comes from hell. Right there, right there, ah, 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 and right there is evil. Oh, it does evil. It speaks evil. It does evil. You, there's things during your fast that you should say, Lord, I want to stop. Look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says. It says, it, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? The wickedness in your life, Lord, I want to break it. Identify one thing. Gossip. Listening to gossip. Going off the handle with your anger. Cursing. Stuff you watch online. Just being online hours hours of the day. Just pick one thing. Say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop eating food, and I pray, I just pray I could stop that. Can any of y'all identify, don't, I'm not going to ask you what it is, but can any of y'all identify one thing that you know is wrong that in God's eyes that you could say, I'm going I'm to attack that. Raise your hand. Elbow above the ear. Let me see that. Look, come on. Yeah, 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 very good, very good. Matter of fact, in all the campuses, stand up if you could identify one thing. Let's make a de declaration. Stand up if you could identify one thing. Come on now. Come on now. Everyone stand. Yeah, yeah, Look at all these, look at all these sinners in the house. Come on now. Now, by the way, I've been standing the whole time, so I'm with you, okay? Okay. Okay, you can be seated. You can be seated. One, so guess what? 
During my fast, I am going to break that bondage of that wickedness in my life. Imagine that in your life. Imagine that in your life. Number two, number two, freedom from what is enslaved by you. Freedom from striving. Some of you are, and again, this is sin too, but some of you are holding on to something and you are striving and you won't let it go. You won't let it go. You have to be right. You have to be first. You have to be heard. You have to be the prettiest. You have to be the strongest, whatever it is. Let it go. You got to make so much money. Let it go. Let me tell you something. Life, <laughs> I, I have relived raising kids through my grandson. He's eight. And I remember when he was little, and my kids as well, when you, they have a toy in their hand and you try to get the toy, and they just, and holding so And you know how much energy it takes to hold that on to that? Just let it go, homie. I'm going to get it. You only weigh 17 pounds. I'm going to get it. Let it go. And, and I'm going to give you something better. Imagine if you said, Lord, I, I'm not going to hold with uh, this stuff that is in bondage by me. This stuff you're in bondage too, but then this stuff you have in bondage. There are some people who watch this. You have to forgive. You are putting them in bondage because you won't let go of your anger. And guess what? That is a sin. How can you ask God to forgive you if you haven't forgiven them? You got to let that go. But what about, what about, what about you? What about what you're doing right now in not forgiving? Let it go. Life is too short. Life is too short. Number three, look who says, freedom from what enslaves those gods God brings to you. During your fast, God is going to open your eyes. I'm telling you, if, if, depending on what you fast and how intense you get. In other words, what I usually do, I'm not telling you to do this, but what I usually do is I cut my fast in thirds. If it's 21 days, seven days, seven days, seven days. Seven days I clean myself out with vegetables and fruits, seven days liquids, and maybe in the middle of that water, and then seven days I go back to vegetables and fruit and kind of ease back into eating. My point is, whatever you do, the longer, the, 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 the more intense you're fasting, the more you separate yourself from, the, the closer to God you get, the more your physical body is going to be cleansed, the clearer your eyesight, uh-huh, the clearer your ear sight, especially your smell. You will smell in and out from instead of one block, it'll be seven blocks. <laughs> Can I get amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not lying. You'll be like, isn't it, it's three exits down and you're already smelling that double, that double, double with those grilled onions. I'm telling you, you, you you're going to be like, and you're going to hear God speak to you. God's going to highlight to you. And what's God's going to say to you? He's going to say, see that person right there? I want you to go tell him this. See that person right there? I just want you to go ask him how they're doing. See that person right there? You need to pay for their coffee or their meal. Um, why? Because the reason you are here is to be Jesus' eyes, mouth, ear, hands on earth. That's why you're here. And so he can do that through you. But yet we're so distracted with all these other things. So the closer you get to God, he's going to say, okay, I got my chance. I can speak to them. I can speak to them. I can direct them. I can empower them. 
So you get freedom. And look what the Bible says. The Bible says in Isaiah 58, 6 and 7, let the oppressed go free that, and that you break every yoke. It is not, is it not to share your bread with the hungry? Let God direct you on that. You may walk downtown and see a homeless person and God say to you, don't say anything to them. And then the person with you, God says, you say something to them. It's a relationship. You got to be discerning. It says, and that you bring into your house the poor who are cast out. Don't just bring any old poor person. Lord, which one? Or none. Well, how do you want me to do this? It's a relationship, individual. When you see the naked, that you cover him. And not hide yourself from your own flesh. <laughs> not hide yourself from your own flesh. Don't, don't. You know, the Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Um, be honest about your own issue. Raise your hand if you know you're a sinner. Touchdown. <laughs> Two hands. Don't act, like, don't act like your stuff don't stink. Just don't. Say, God, forgive me. Please help me understand what I need to know today. Please don't tell me everything because I'll probably die. Just let, help me understand what I need to know now. Don't act like, well, I'm fasting, I'm all that, I'm this, I'm that. No, no, no. Dear God, I come to you humbly. Next one. I think that was it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then what's going to happen? Jesus' light will shine from you. Look what this verse says. The verse says, then. Everyone say, then. Oh, if you do those things, you say, Lord, I'm going to. Stop eating, whatever. I'm going to fast my social media. I'm, going to, I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to listen to gossip, which means I can't hang with that person, that person, that person. And, 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 and I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to separate myself and, so I can be closer to you and be less distracted by all this stuff. If you do that and then you start saying, Lord, I'm going to commit to addressing this sin in my life. I'm going to commit to, to abstaining from this behavior. I'm going to help people. I'm going to look for the person that you want me to help. I'm going to ask you actively when I go to the mall, when I go, when I go to the mall, I, you know, I expect to see people from the church, which I always do. So I'm always looking. When I look at people at the mall, I don't look away real quick because I don't want them to think, oh, he's, he's stuck up. He don't want to say hi because I don't know if I'm going to know you. And so I look and I'm like, okay, do I know that person? I'm constantly saying, do I know that person? Am I supposed to know that person? If you went, Lord, show me who you want me to minister to. And you're not just going, I'm going to get my shoes and let me just get my shoes and, you know, and, and or my, whatever you're buying for yourself. But if you walk around life saying, Lord, heighten my vision for what I want to see what you see. When you witness to people or, or anytime you're in an argument, one of the things you always want to do is not answer people's questions. You want to answer the questioner. Because sometimes people will say things to you, but really the heart is saying something else. And so God, give me the discernment when I'm having conversations. What am I, what's really going on in this conversation? And so it says, then, look what it says, then. Go back to that verse, please. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. If I do these things and I'm fasting and I'm putting myself at the altar to say, Lord, I want to follow you. I'm, gonna, I'm already aware of the things I want to get rid of, but Stop lying. That's just, that's, just to be, that's just setting me up so I can actually live. That's not the goal. The goal is to be like Jesus. Get, get rid of all this peripheral stuff. 
Okay, it's like when you go get a haircut. It depends on where you get a haircut. I go to a barber, so they don't do this. But if you go to a salon where they charge you twice, they wash your hair, they massage your head, you know, and then they cut your hair. If you go to a barber, they just they line you up and you're out, right? But if you go to the night, not that the barber's not the nice place, but the foo-foo place, they wash your hair before they cut it. So this is like, Lord, prepare me so I can then shine. And so look what it says. The Bible says, then, get back to the verse, then, then after you do that, your light shall break forth like morning. Look at number two. Jesus' power will flow through you. Isaiah 58, 8, your healing shall bring forth, uh, spring forth speedily. How many of you want God's power in your life? You already have it. The devil has you convinced you don't have it. You already have it. This is going to, one, boost your confidence and realization that you have power. And the power is not yours, it's him. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that lives in you. And he's just waiting for you to ask and waiting for you to access his power for his purpose. But the reason that fasting works is because it helps you understand what the power is to be used for and helps you give you the faith to ask for it and helps you give you the faith and the, and the patience to act in a way that's consistent with the character of God and therefore God will act. But if it's like, well, this is my power, I'm going to do what I want, God's like, you're on your own. You're on your own. So God may call you to pray for someone that's sick. And by the way, if they don't get well, that's okay. He just called you to pray. It's up to him to heal. They may get healed the next day. They may get healed a week later. It, or it may just be to encourage you to be bold. But if you're walking, Lord, I, I, I need power. I need power in my life so I can be better. I stopped doing cocaine in one day, April 12, 1984. I stopped doing cocaine in one day, April 12, 1984. I had done cocaine April 11th all night. And April 12th, 5 a.m., I said, Jesus, I'm giving my life to you. and never did it again. That was his power. That wasn't my power. Now, do I have to have willpower in a, in, in, to submit? Yeah, 100%. Do I have to have willpower next time I got tempted and, or it offered to me? 100%. But it was his power empowering me and me submitting to it. I had to be active participant. God's power. And so you think, well, how am I going to stop lying? I've been lying all my life. Well, you may lie, you know, maybe 40 times a day and in and, 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 and the first three days, it's 20 times a day. Okay, you made progress. Then it's 10 times a day. And then maybe one day you, do a whole, you, you had a relapse and you, and you lie 100 times. You still work it out. Work it out. And the devil say, you're a hypocrite. Yes, I am, but God still loves me. Come on now, say, yes, I am. God still loves me. Okay, number three, uh, let us see. Jesus' character will be built in you. Jesus' character will be built in you. Look what, it, look what the Bible says in Isaiah. It says, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Bam, God got your back. And Jesus' protection will be around you. Jesus' protection will be around you. Then you shall call on the Lord, and he will answer you. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. Everyone say, here I am. How many of you want God to answer you when you call? When you fast, you will answer him when he calls. <laughs> when you fast, the Bible says that his sheep know his voice. A lot of times he's been whispering to you and you think it's your, your head. 
How many of you have ever woken up at like 3.12 in the morning, it's pitch black outside, and you hear a little voice say, hey, you should get up and pray. And you go, that can't be God. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? It's like, you must be crazy, Lord. It's 3.12. <laughs> and now it's 3.13, and I'm still awake. When you fast, you're going to, depending on, again, how much you fast from, you will require less sleep because you won't be digesting so much food. And God is going to speak to you and you're going to be like, I don't know if it's God or not, but I just got to go pray. I got to read my Bible. Here's a trick, and we'll talk about this at the end of the fast. What God tells you in the dark, you got to go live out in the light. And you don't want to, when the fast is over, which we'll talk about in three weeks, you don't want to go back to what you were doing. Document what it is you're going to change. Starting tomorrow, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be doing an Instagram Live for 21 days. And my Instagram handle is at, my, at Miles McPherson. That's it. And it's going to be 15 minutes, 8 a.m. Pacific time. If you're in the East Coast, 11, you got your, your time zones. And we're going to pray, 15 minutes. And here's, one of my, here's my encouragement to you. That you, at least in your heart, say, when this fast is over, I am not going to be the same. That's it. Whatever that means to you, I'm not going to be the same. So I want to pray right now, and I'm actually going to um, do a, a call to the altar and all the campuses. For people just, you want radical change in your life. I want radical change in my life. I want radical change in your life, every single one of you, and all of our campuses. I want all of us, I want, God planted this church so we can reach the communities that these, our campus is in. And that this year would be a blowout year of reaching the campuses. Will there be attacks? Oh, 100%. 100%. You're getting attacked anyway. You can't live your life trying to avoid attack. You got to go on the offensive so I'm going to ask all y'all to bow your heads and close your eyes on all the campuses. Lord, Mark chapter 9, the disciples tried to cast the demon out. And essentially the demon laughed at him. You came and in 17 words in the New King James, you deaf, dumb spirit, come out of him and enter him no more. The demon came out. Because the authority of your word is unmatched. Lord, we all have issues. Every single one of us have issues, things that we need to... <laughs> be cast out of our life. We know what they are and some of them we don't. But you will reveal them to us. I pray for supernatural courage. I pray for faith. I pray for divine relationships to be established. Divine courage to say, Lord, I am surrendering my life to you. Living for myself, living for the world just ain't working anymore. Our world is falling apart. People are divided. People are fighting. I need to walk in truth. I need to walk humbly. And I need to walk not only for myself, but to build the kingdom of God, the reason you put me here. So eyes closed, heads bowed. If you say, Lord, I, I want change in my life. I want radical, radical. Everyone say out loud, radical. 
I want radical change in my life. As I'm praying right now, as I'm praying, just get up out of your seat and come down to the altar. In whatever, whatever campus you're at, just get out of your seat and come down to the altar. If you want radical change in your life. If you're here in, in Point Loma, just get up and walk. If you're in the balcony, walk to the left or right and we'll come on down. But if you want radical change in your life, eyes closed, heads bowed. Let's all praying. Eyes closed, heads bowed. Just get up and come down to the altar because God wants to do something in your life. This is the beginning of the year. Let's do this year. Don't look around. This is between you and God. This fast, your prayer time, your spiritual life is between you and God. you got to be honest with yourself and God and not worry about anybody else. God wants to do something radical in your life. He wants to do something radical through your life. He wants to do something radical on behalf of your life. But only if you are a willing partner, a willing, submitted, spiritual, humble participant in the process. So just get up out of your seat. Get up out of your seat. If you're in the balcony, we're going to wait. Just stand up, walk to your left or right, and the ushers will bring you down the stairs, down to the altar. Just get up out of your seat if you want radical change in your life. Lord Jesus, we thank you. I thank you that when you got baptized, the heavens opened up, the, the Spirit came down like a dove and descended upon you, and the Father said, this is my Son with whom I am well pleased. Lord, as you look on this sanctuary and all the campuses around San Diego, please get up out of your seat right now. God is prompting you. He's prompting your heart. He's stirring your heart. And you, and you keep saying, if he says it one more time, if he says it one more time, well, I'm saying it one more time. Get up out of your seat. God has blessed you with all the blessings in the spiritual heavenly places. Come to receive. Lord, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, insanity is doing things the same way over and over again, expecting a different result. It's also the definition of entitlement. I deserve and want something different, but I'm not going to do anything different. May we not be entitled. May we be empowered. I pray for everybody standing here at the altar. I pray for everybody in all our campuses that you would bless them and that this fast will be life-changing, that they would be able to look back on 2023 and say that 21-day fast changed my life forever. I'm already, already excited about what God's going to do. And Satan, we rebuke you, we bind you in Jesus' name. You are the stronger man, but a stronger man has binded you, and that's Jesus Christ, because he died and rose from the dead. He conquered death and every lie that you can ever put in our head and our heart. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's give these people a hand.